This episode of The Endless Promo is brought to you by Perpetual Pre-Workout. Man, I keep lifting these weights, but every rep feels heavier and heavier. What am I doing wrong? Stuck in a rut? No way! Vic Dare? You know it. Hey, I used to be a total wuss just like you. But, wow, I mean, a wuss? Just kidding. Of course I was never like you. I was born outstanding. But I'm being paid to sell you on Perpetual Pre-Workout. Per... Perpetual pre-workout? Formulated to turn you into a human perpetual motion machine. Bench curls, hammer press, inverted squat jerks. Jeez, I, I, I've never heard of... Your reps will never stop. Your sets will be infinity. Wait, is this stuff like clinically proven or... Clinically proven to make you roar. Yeah, so uh, does that mean I can... Roar. Right, but... So much roar. Perpetual pre-workout available at fine bodegas and gas stations near you. I told you we'd get sponsored. Man, it didn't take that long. No, a pre-workout too. Yeah. Dude, and we landed one with Vic Dare of Vic all people. Dare. Vic Dare of 90s affliction apparel wearing uh, fame. Dude's a freaking legend, man. Yeah. Still on copious amounts of trend. Uh, follow him on Instagram, Vic Dare, huge bodybuilder. Kevin, I have a quick question for you. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Well, more of a more of a uh, a lead in than a question. Remember, I told you Big John's really into the Simpsons lately. Yeah. So we watched uh, season six Treehouse of Horror this morning. Excellent. And it was the episode that we were talking about several podcasts ago, where Homer gets sent back in time. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and I have to correct myself on what happens the, fir- oh, okay. the first time he gets set back. This big T Rex is like. Aah! It goes and snarls in his face and he sneezes. Sneezes on it, yeah. <laughs> the thing just falls over and everything starts dying. So then yep. he flashes back. And by the way, his hand gets stuck in a toaster. Oh, yeah. That's the reason he gets... That's what... We couldn't yes, remember, right? So his right. hand gets stuck in a toaster. Yeah. So then they flash into this uh, new dimension. And it's like the Simpson family is part of the aristocracy. Mm-hmm. And Homer's like, this is not going to work. You know, <laughs> freaks out and leaves and, and morphs back. And as soon as he leaves, it starts raining donuts. Yep. 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 And, then, and then it ends up where he's like, um, <laughs> you see, they're all sitting at the table and, and they start spitting out like fork tongues. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, eh, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I, 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 mean, I was like, we just talked about that like a few episodes ago. Izzy and I saw the uh, Topes Rule episode <laughs> the other day. <laughs> we watched... Uh, couple nights ago john and i watched lisa on ice oh yeah where lisa's playing goalie yep on a hockey team yep. and homer's in the locker room with the boys no listen i don't want any of you judging oh look and then ooters on the team that's right and he goes that boy's got bosoms <laughs> and he runs behind him snapping a towel at his butt he's like mr homer i'm full of chocolate don't make me run <laughs> is it not it's the best tv show ever made right oh yeah there's no if sense or buts. Yeah, I I, uh, I was always just so thoroughly entertained. Agreed. Never a letdown in any of the episodes. Never a dull moment, as they say. At least until probably season 13 is where I stopped religiously watching. Yeah. Well, I, I will challenge you to randomly select one at a more recent year and you'll be pleasantly surprised. John I've, I've J- taken myself up on that challenge. Right. John threw on the most recent Treehouse of Horrors and there was a segment where it was so gross, but it was I I, I was I believe it's L O L O L. Is you that L O L D Yeah, L O L D yeah. several times. Somehow Homer got into a pattern of eating himself. <laughs> so he was like cutting fingers off and eating it. it it was disgusting, but it was hilarious. It's the circle of life, as they say. Oh, it's disgusting. Circle of life. That's a good transition into today's topic. You pitched this, and I... It's phenomenal. I, I, I got I to gotta step aside and give you complete dap well, on this one. you can dap me up, but I just saw your notes, and you put a lot more time into it. It's not I so did. much that. It's, 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 the, it's the sparrow... Uh, oh, look! A leaf! A leaf! A leaf! It's my mindset of... Bouncing from topic to topic. Once this this ball got rolling in my head, I just went down a rabbit hole. It didn't help either to uh, the gal who I always refer to as pure as the driven snow. Out of the three of us O'Callaghan children, she's the only one who actually is a good person. 
Wow. <laughs> Me- Megan came over and I, I, what do you, she always listens. Shout out to Megan. God bless her. Megan's uh, your friend from your law firm and Megan are the two females that listen to yes. our podcast. Yes. She, she was like, wow, that's a funny concept. And then she started, Man. she's barking a few. I go, that's a good one. That's a really good one. That's a good one. Hey. But Kevin, we're talking about what? Well, we're talking about fads. Trends, fads, they come in many uh, shapes and sizes. And kind of parallel to one of my favorite episodes that uh, our, our uh, year-end list did not bear out as being anybody else's favorite episode. <laughs> but uh, the concept of do you keep them or do you bury them deeper? Do you bring them back or bury them deeper? And so with fads, I thought, well... You know, we've seen so many come and go, and unfortunately, for purposes of this episode, a lot of the ones that I would have picked have already come back anyway, so uh, that narrowed my list a little bit, but I like that idea of talking about things we've seen, things we uh, maybe liked and wish would uh, reemerge, and maybe some that just that bad, they need to stay dead. Pre-show meeting with our intern teams, there was a little bit of debate in the locker room because correct me if I'm wrong your list is is fairly balanced yes whereas mine is uh, it, it's biased one way okay there's a lot of really terrible stuff that I want to bring back in the fray hey you know we, we do live in the past a little bit <laughs> right so you know be brave be bold uh, advice to folks listening this is not a health podcast, health and welfare podcast. If you can try to stay relatively the same size from like 17 until almost 40, you can be closer to what I'm trying to pitch today, which is just wearing stuff and rocking stuff that you've had for 20 years. Just don't overdo it on the perpetual pre-workout then. Man, I'm so happy we that, to have our first sponsor be perpetual pre-workout. I'm Jack, man. I might, I might like leave in the middle of this podcast and get a workout in. I was considering sucking down one of their RTDs before we did the podcast, but I don't want my heart to stop mid podcast. Yeah, well, you got a big list here, so I can't have you conking out in the middle of it. You're five hundred milligrams of caffeine in one of those <laughs> eight ca- ounce can. Woo! <laughs> Perpetual pre workout, Kevin. There it is, right there, Kevin. It's the Fab Five poster. There it is. We didn't mention this, but we are L-I-V-E live oh, in, that's right. in, the, uh, in the man cave. And it's comfortably warm in here. Yeah, unfortunately, the window broke due to uh, yet another hockey puck. So the heat ain't staying in so great. I thought the window broke when perpetual pre-workout was opened <laughs> before we did the podcast. So I'm going to let you go first because I'm the guest. You're the host. And no, you got a huge list, man. Okay. You got to go first. All right, all right, all right. All right so, so I, I'm going to throw this one right out. This was my number one. All right. If you're on the interwebs, which you and I are not huge social media people, it's probably why our podcast has like four listeners. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I guess I, I look, I don't necessarily participate there go. that much. Yeah, that's, a, that's an accurate Description of, I think, kind of how we both kind of navigate uh, the social medias. But this this photo, this meme, many, or yeah. this giffy, yeah. gif, or whatever they call them now. Jife, I think. Jife? Yeah. That was making the rounds here uh, several months ago of The Rock in high school oh. with an earring yeah, yeah. and a turtleneck yeah. <laughs> and a gold chain and a pair of jeans. But what was the, what was the main item in that photo his fanny pack oh man so i don't know what went wrong with fanny packs because <laughs> did something go right with fanny packs? <laughs> yeah, i liked like fanny pack i i i wouldn't be i mean if i weren't ridiculed more than i already am just by looking the way i look which is a mix between someone who's coming off of chemotherapy and also could do your taxes. I would wear a fanny pack all the time. Uh, that's a really bold opener, man. Um, so here's the thing. 
you should be able to step out with confidence and be proud of who you are and what you wear. But with a fanny pack, I don't even know if you're going to get out the door without getting ridiculed into oblivion by your own family. I came from an era where, although it was pitched to be saying your prayers, eating your vitamins, telling truths, drinking milk, you know, being a being a great American, a real American, uh, what what isn't often talked about in a lot of circles is the fact that all of my childhood heroes and yours were just on copious amounts of synthetic testosterone and steroids. True that. <clears throat> so I've watched enough Vice documentaries and A and E documentaries on former pro wrestlers yeah. to know that they all carried their junk in the fanny pack. in the fanny packs. Oh man, you know what? I'm thinking about it now. Didn't uh, Mickey Rourke's character have one in The mm-hmm. Wrestler? 100%. Wow. That was based in truth. So much of that movie was based in truth. And wow. it's funny that you had that observation because now if I go back in photos, by example, I have a 1993 WWF magazine mm-hmm. that I bought at a garage sale. And every other picture has a wrestler outside of the wrestling ring and he's wearing a fanny pack. <laughs> They're, they're cool fanny bags. The cops won't search this exactly. Thing. And then, I, and then on top of it, I heard a first person narrative on this Scott Hall, yeah. uh, R.I.P. Yeah, uh, talking about how he walked through Atlanta Airport with a fanny pack full of stuff, ha. and ha. nobody questioned him because it was like right during the apex of the Attitude Era in wrestling, and the cops just wanted pictures. Wow. I was going to say, there, there is nothing inconspicuous about a giant, roided-out man walking around with a fanny, fanny pack. Yeah, and he had, he had illegal drugs, and he also had pharmaceutical-grade testosterone and trend and all kinds of good stuff. Wow. So I, I bring back the fanny packs. I guess it's like a cloaking device, then. Yeah. I, mean, I, I want a fanny pack just so I can put my steroids in it. You could use it. Yeah. You know, you have so... Fanny pack or steroids? Well... Both, I guess, because, I mean, your steroids, I'm looking right now, they're, like, sticking out of your pocket, <laughs> you know? There's, like, one in your shoe. I, it's just not cutting. Oh, uh, man, the only steroids I take are prednisone for my asthma. <laughs> <laughs> That's my first choice. I Bring back the fanny packs. Wow, that is... We could, we could end the podcast right here. <laughs> bring them back. <laughs> fanny packs for the win. Man, all right, all right. Well, so that, you're obviously a fan. Yes. Um... Do you have one on there that you, uh, or like seven, because your list is so huge? Oh, I for sure. So I told so, you, it's yeah, heavily give, give biased. Give me one that you, do you want to bury deeper? <sighs> Although you did tell me that you, you have a lot more that you want to bring back. Yes, so. but the one I want to bury, do you remember chain wallets? Oh, yeah. I, I do. That whole swing era thing. Like It was such a weird mishmash of swing... And then you had Tupac, yeah. who had a chain wallet out of his baggy jeans, who yeah. could kind of look cool. And then you had grunge. Well, it was like, so you had like the uh, like social distortion, punk motorcycle thing. Mm-hmm. You had the swingers. You had some of the rappers. It, I guess it was sort of universal, but it was universally lame. I, it's just this disgusting image of males, specifically, in corduroy pants. Mm. With chain wallets. Mm. All right. So you touched on one for me. First of all, totally agree with you on chain wallets. Okay. Bury them. Boom. I mean, my one exception to that would be if, like, you're a legitimate hardcore motorcycle gang lot and you've been doing the same thing since, like, 1970. Like, okay. So what, you're part of the Hells Angels or something? Yeah, like, if, if you, if you okay. like, invented that because it was practical, because when you're a motorcycle gang member, you don't want that thing, like, flying, flying out of your Flying out of your, on your motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, something like that. Okay. But anybody else, no. You don't, you, get, you don't get a free pass. Chain walls are so... I just remember being, like, sixth grade, roughly. Fifth, sixth grade. And <clears throat> going to local festivals... Mm-hmm. Which festivals just draw out oh. the absolute oh, yeah. bottom two inches of the sludge in a swamp? 
<laughs> and, like like art fairs, you mean? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and every other do you want to pick me up now? Every every one of those wearing a chain wallet. Dude. Alright, so I'm so you've touched on two of mine <laughs> indirectly. <laughs> chain wallets, yes. But I, I did not associate chain wallets with corduroys, but I gotta tell you, I was so glad when I was like four when corduroys stopped being okay to wear. And I was so angry when I was like 20 when somehow they became okay to wear again. Thank God. I think it got buried back, right? Like they have, I don't see anyone with corduroys on it. No, but I'll, I'll give, uh, not the kind of shout out you want to get my buddy, Timmy G. Uh, but when I was in law school, I think he wore the same pair of corduroys every day from 1999 until 2002. Uh, so there was all, and you just made me think of one. I kind of feel like this is how this podcast is going to go. It's just going to go off the rails. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> remember when being dirty was kind of a thing? Ugh, no. Yes. Like the grunge oh, era, no. the, the ICP era, the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like, there was like a thing for a while. That, there was, that wasn't dirt. That was paint on their faces. I know. It's just the whole, that whole uh, subsection of humanity that wore corduroys and went to festivals. And I, I, I feel like there are a number of ways to draw attention to yourself. Most of which are not great, but one that you don't need is like your own entrance noise by walking around going whoop. I hate, detest corduroys, if for no other reason than that sound. Was there a practical reason for corduroys being invented at some point? I vaguely remember my mom trying to convince me that they were, like, warmer or something like that. But I didn't care. Don't dress me in corduroys, Ma. I don't like that noise. I don't like the, you know, ruffles have ridges. They're for potato chips. Delicious. They're not for pants. At all. I was so fat, too, when I was that age that my little thighs would rub together. And it was like, people were like, is there a battery burning? Yeah. I was like, no, it's just my fat thighs rubbing together with corduroy in between them. It's dangerous, isn't it? You don't want to start a fire. No. Start fighting your coach either. Well, you know, you're you're hot enough as it is. (laughs) Thank you, you, sir. Yep. (laughs) I will toot my own horn there. Smoke show. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd bury those pieces of trash all day long i'd bury every pair of corduroys and every stupid chain wallet if i could get my hands on them yep yep i'll bury one more if you want really quick please i'm in a mood now they're elf pogs pogs Pogs? remember when bart sells his soul to millhouse look at what i got got some pogs there simpsons pogs do you i do so then then millhouse sells his sells bart sold the comic book guy uh-huh. for some elf pogs yep. and then lisa buys in a pog form <laughs> <laughs> it's elf he's back and he's in, in pog, pog form. form yeah so i i so strange growing up in my house where these lines would be drawn for no reason and literal lines uh figuratively speaking ah. so the great american what are they well they're like milk caps but they have Images print. No. They, no, he was not spending his hard-earned money on those things. You got if you have your own money, Junior. You can buy those pointless pieces of trash. <laughs> if I kick one of those around on the floor when I get up to go to work tomorrow morning, you know where it's going? In the garbage up your butt. <laughs> so I don't know. And you just, don't get to choose. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe both. So yeah, I don't know. I, buy me some Legos. I've had a good hockey game or. If I got a good grade in school, buy me a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, but Pogs? No. Man. I okay, so that's that's interesting. I didn't I didn't think of Pogs as being a fad, but I guess they did like come and go really. Oh, they quickly. were violent. They came in yeah. like a darn hurricane. Yeah. And left yeah. with an aftermath of a hurricane. You know what was cool about them? They were kind of like there was a time when uh things had cards. Um, that weren't necessarily sports, but there weren't enough of them. Like I had Star Wars cards. I think there were Star Trek cards, but usually it was just sports stuff. Pogs covered like the whole waterfront. So it was sort of a substitute. Maybe I didn't dislike them. I still have some that were, 
you know, sort of passed along to me. Excuse me. But uh, no, you're not into them, eh? I think I threw a slammer one time on Katie's foot, and that was the end of it. The parents just completely got rid of all the pogs. That, that was, well. You know. I don't even know how she felt it with her feet being so fat back then. <laughs> <laughs> She's not obese anymore, folks, but she was obese. I'm sorry, Katie. <laughs> you know, don't stop listening to the show, please. Don't stop listening. You know what I really, really want to bury deeper? And I think I got a little inkling that these may be coming back sort of recently. Okay. Now, this may predate you a little bit, but I think you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. Let me preface this by saying I don't like feet at all. You kind of got something wrong with you if you like feet. Yeah, feet are just gross. There's no good thing about feet except... You know, that they walk and they Except work. using your heel to strike a snake, like God intended. That's true. If I can dash a serpent, then that's fine. But I'm not going to be doing it with my bare feet. I'm going to mm-hmm. be doing it with some cool kicks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What's not a cool kick to wear on your not cool feet? Jelly shoes. Do you remember those ridiculously terrible footwear things? I still have, I think, a staph infection. In between a couple of my toes from wearing those jelly things around campgrounds when I was a little kid. Wait, you what? You They were for girls. I know. You had want, to wear them? Do you want to know something? Oh, oh, see. Kevin. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't. So we're going to have a therapy session. We got You're on the couch. You want to lie down? I might. So we <laughs> would, you know, we've made this joke before. I've made this joke before. It's a Jim Gaffigan joke, so I can't take credit for it. But it's the, you know, how your parents hate you. Is they take you on vacation, but it's camping. Oh, okay. So that's what we would do. We would go camping quite a bit. And I've made a promise I will never take my kids camping because of the scars from me being physical and uh, mentally from going camping. But imagine getting up in the middle of the night at like 3.30 in the morning. Your seven-year-old prostate is the size of a grapefruit. Yeah. Because you have to pee. Yeah. And you're not allowed to just walk out of the camper and just pee on a concrete slab or something mm. no you need to walk six to eight hundred yards to an outhouse and go pee now my dad uh drank a lot when we camped that's the only way to get through it yes uh when you're there. so yeah with me i can only imagine. I, my dad the great american as far as i'm concerned did nothing wrong because i was his son so the fact that i survived without some type of ritual killing the man deserves to be sanctified. Yeah, well, I mean, you're you're complaining about walking like a mile to pee. I mean, what did you expect the man to do? Of course, he's going to drink. So I I I would just throw on what was ever outside on the astroturf that my mom stole from Aiko that we would use as like a temporary rug outside <laughs> of the camper. I would throw on whatever was out there. Flip flops, my dad's size eleven shoes, uh, one of my sister's jelly slipper things, and I would just. In my haze at three o'clock in the morning, oh. put on a pair of shoes and walk to the. So oh. try walking in a pair of jelly slipper shoe things from the nineties that don't fit you, all the way to the bathroom, in haste because you got to pee. You want to pee your pants? Go and pee and then having to hike it back. I I would rather step on a rusty picker bush branch that was in the fire than wear. Flipping jelly shoes, OC. Yeah. That's how much I dislike them. That was my thing. I was just, whatever I could slip on my feet to make it to the outhouse and back, didn't matter what it was. Feet are already ugly. The fact that jelly shoes made feet uglier is truly a feat, if you will. Pun intended. Were they the precursor? Were they the Cro-Magnon to Homo sapien to... Crocs? Yes. And I detest Crocs as well. Yeah. Stephanie told me. Stephanie, that's my wife's name. She doesn't listen to our show. So, Stephanie, 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 you don't listen. Uh, She told me that Crocs were part of the script in Idiocracy. They were. And that Mike Judge worked with his writers on... What's the dumbest form of footwear we could possibly think of? And then Crocs became a thing. Yep. And I called complete BS. I'm like, Stephanie, that's not true. This is one of one of these stupid right wing 
lunatic websites that you read all the time while with your tin helmet on. And then she found verifiable background on that. And that's true. That's how stupid those things are. If if you're the the prized centerpiece of footwear in a movie about stupid things and people, that's saying something. I don't know why these crops are dying. These have so much electrolytes in the Rondo. <laughs> so, but do you like when people put the little stupid things in their Crocs? The, oh. the little flare in their uh, Crocs? Oh, the flare. You, there's, there's no polish in that turd. No. You know? Walk through. It's like my dad always says, it's like hanging a chandelier in a haunted house right there. Yep. So stupid. And walked around Disney a few years ago in Universal looking at all the holes. <laughs> <laughs> that had stupid flair in their in their Crocs. Ooh, I have a Magic Kingdom flair in my Croc here. Is Harry Potter a fan? Because I can't stand Harry Potter. I hate Harry Potter. Oh, excuse, excuse me. Hold on. Whoa, sorry. Let me back that up. I dislike. <laughs> I strongly dislike Harry Potter. I don't know uh, why I thought of him. I thought of idiots walking around Harry Potter. Disney then, World with their stupid Crocs on. You know what is really funny, though? Nobody gets this. Maybe you'll get it. Let me test our friendship here. Okay. Maybe you'll get this. <laughs> you and I have a passion for certain things. True. You love you some Star Wars. I do. I love me some Simpsons. Yup. We love us some other stuff. Metallica. Yep. Yeah. Perpetual pre-workout. Roll. Sponsor. We love certain things. When I was in Harry Potter land. <sighs> been there twice now. Oh. Oh. When I was in Harry Potter land. I told my father-in-law this. He looked at me like I had a horn growing out of my forehead. But I said, you know, Dave, Papa, I feel guilty being here. What do you mean? Watching some of these weirdos around me Mm -hmm. who are dressed to the TITSs in Harry Potter stuff, in awe of the surroundings... I kind of want to just give this experience to somebody else who would appreciate it. That's a very diplomatic way of putting it. Like, I would give my ticket to a person who would appreciate this more than I would. Yeah. Because I almost felt like I was robbing someone. You know me. We're Christians. It's not a religious podcast. We're Christians. Yeah, you wanted to, you know, do unto others. Right. It's, it's, I felt like the yin and the yang. Like, some of there's there's some yang out there who would love this hundred and eighteen dollar universal day pass and they could just walk around Harry Potter land with a giant you know what owner and love this experience. Yeah. There's some guy right now at his house in his basement walking around his kitchen with a flipping broomstick between yep, the legs. Yep. Putting together a Harry Potter Lego set. Unbelievable. Dreaming of going to Universal to Harry Potter Land. And here I am, miserable. Yeah. Because I'm with my in-laws and my kids at Universal in Harry Potter Land. Dude, I'll go back to the hotel and I'll give this ticket to somebody who would appreciate it. If there was a Metallica Land, and I don't know, Stephanie went to Metallica Land in front of me, I would be incensed. Yeah. So you get that concept? Yeah, I do. Gosh darn it. I I don't. So we should do a podcast about how much we can't stand Harry Potter. About how much we connect. Oh, well, <laughs> we kind of do that every week. Got warmer in here. Hey. In my pants. I wish Harry Potter was a fad, but I don't even think we can say it as a fad. No, it's it's, a, it's part of the it's it's uh it's part of the what do they call the zeitgeist? Ugh. Go I, away, Harry Potter. It's uh it's definitely a thing. Go away. Can I do one? Go. Okay. Get out your big book with the list of you know who bought me this book stuff. It's a book of uh, strong. It's a book of religious uh, statements. Oh, I see. At the bottom, that's a, that's from Hebrews right there. I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. I like it. Here, Andy Post bought me this book. Oh, Andy Post, shout out! Shout out to Andy Post. This is a this is a conglomeration of things. It's all clothing. I want starter coats. I want bomber jackets. Mm. I want Affliction, Ed Hardy, and Tap Out t-shirts coming back. What's this? Affliction and what? Ed Hardy. Ed Hardy. I don't remember Ed Hardy. Oh my gosh. So if you look up in the dictionary, yeah. douche. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so uh, if you look up late aughts, 
Ugh. Douche. Yeah. I believe that's late. It might be late underscore Ots douche. Yeah, I got it. Uh, you could also, you could also look up seated at the bar at Buffalo Wild Wings by himself. Yeah. You just Google that. Early Ots. You could also search in some type of search engine. Full of rage, full of loneliness and sadness, every Friday night, going to some local establishment and trying to get into a fight for no reason. Yeah. That's all the guys that wore Affliction, Ed Hardy, and Tap Out. Anybody who has to put a sticker on their ridiculously, unnecessarily giant truck that advertises how tough they claim to be. Uh, that's not for me. Now, I will not be a hypocrite because as, as the Lord said, woe will be to you. I had a couple tap out shirts mm-hmm. when they were sponsors of the UFC and some of my favorite fighters co-branded with tap out. I never owned an affliction shirt. I never owned an Ed Hardy shirt because affliction and Ed Hardy is what happens when you take really cheap cologne, a team of illustrators from hell, and the Jersey Shore dudes, and they whiteboard some concepts for t-shirts and clothing. I'm I'm feeling a lot of lot of gel, a lot of axe. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, spray tan. The shirts smelled like that guy. That's, like even when you yeah. bought them off the shelf, Affliction T-shirts at Hardy. I mean, I was in Florida two years ago. I saw probably thirty guys in their forties, fifties, wearing Ed Hardy T-shirts, All right, Affliction well. T-shirts. Well, it's a good thing you didn't tangle with any of those guys. No, they were they were they were just warning you by their attire how tough they are. Now those two, bury them. Yeah, but you want your uh, starter jacket, dude. I, sure. I I want starter jackets dude, back so bad. Absolutely. And, uh, all right. So can we say starter jacket is one A, one B? Can we say any kind of like that satinish sort of? Sports jacket. Those were so cool. And I do see that they're... We were walking through Target last weekend. It looks like on the female side, mm. they're coming back. Okay. Like the teal, pink, yeah. yellow, white. Uh, those types of colors in that same fabric. Those those sweatsuits, those workout suits. I, I would... Absolutely. See, here's the thing. But on the male side, Kevin. Yeah. On the male side, I want. Yeah, I want bring them back because, yeah, because I like starter jackets. And and those were things that were both, as Homer would say, practical and alluring. Yeah, they're cool. You know. Yeah. Like you you look at, you know the 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 Tigers dugout in like 1985. Sparky Anderson's wearing a starter jacket. So cool too. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. I don't know why they went away. I. I liked the feel of my starter jackets. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they were warm but cool. Yeah. So they Practical would... and alluring. Right. They would hook yeah. you up in the winter. But then you could also throw your starter jacket on if it was like 45 degrees. Absolutely right. I had a, a Washington Redskins one that my mom bought from Mervyn's. Mm-hmm. Remember Mervyn's? Oh, I do. Bring Mervyn's back. Yeah, I'm not Ford Row. I had a Washington Redskins one. I had a San Jose Sharks one. Wow. Because I told you in the last episode. But you have multiple ones. Yeah, because, I mean, I'd get one every year because i trash them. Yeah, they did get... So, yeah, it was the uh, around the sleeves. Yeah, stuff would the, rip. The color yeah, around yeah, the sleeves yeah. would fade and get dirty. Yep. Yeah. The the material, too, would... If you ran, if you hit anything sharp, like a fence, right. like if you jumped your friend's fence <laughs> yeah. and a little bit of your starter jacket got tagged on it. If it got mixed in with something with Velcro in the wash. You, your starter jacket was, <laughs> was completely trash. But yeah, yeah I, had a, I had a San Jose Sharks one. I had a Washington Redskins one. I had a Red Wings one. It was cool, too. It was Red Wings, but it had black trim on it. Oh, yeah. And it had the NHL symbol on the back. Yeah. The orange and black uh-huh. NHL symbol. I'll give you one guess as to what starter jacket I had. 
Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say Michigan or Charlotte Hornets. And I had... Because I, <laughs> I could see you as a Charlotte Hornets. Remember when everyone wore Charlotte's or, Charlotte Hornets stuff for a while? I did not It's like, teal and purple, dude. I, I did not like Hornets. <laughs> I liked Muggsy Bogues. I did not like the Charlotte Hornets. It's such cool colors. Um, But yeah, I actually had the... So the one you're talking about is the OG, and I agree. That's the Puffy that, OG. That's got to be the one. But yep. they also had the winter variety. They had the hood. Yeah. Remember that? I yeah. had that one, too. That was sweet. What was awesome, too, was... For probably a period of five years, you know with Thomas, what's the first thing they're selling you as a parent on the hockey team? Oh, it's all about the gear. Good gear, yep. jackets, yep. t-shirts. So kind of your sweatshirt. Yeah, every year I, I had a like a a Chinese version of a starter jacket <laughs> with some type of embroidered shout out to impressions from oh, Dearborn. <laughs> yeah. Dearborn impressions. <laughs> I had some Dearborn Impressions uh embroidered Chinese starter jacket with my with my hockey team for that year on it. Man. The gear is pretty tight these days. Last like a month. Oh, yeah. So, we're on the clothing kick. Here's one that... Do you want me to bury or bring back first? Because they're sort of related. I felt we, we just really resurrected one. So, we probably should bury one right. to balance it. All right. So, you've described a time period where there was abundant douchery, shall we say. Yes. Douchery and waves. Yeah, and and it's it's almost hard to pin down because it was so many different versions of it, different varieties of it. It's reality TV and MTV, man, CBS. It was everywhere, but it wasn't just like oh those guys. It was like there were so many different sort of gangs classes. of douche. Yeah, 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 gangs of douche. Yeah, here's one. Let me bring you back to. Uh, Let's say Ozfest in like two thousand one. Okay. And I'm guessing as to who was there, but think of like Coal Chamber or Machine Head or like Corn or somebody like that. Do you remember those ridiculously baggy pants with a huge, huge bell footed bottom things? They were awful. Now, they may also have a chain wallet, which just doubles the douchery. And on top of all that, some of them put safety pins to pin the leg part together. Do you Kevin, remember that? God almighty. I, Kevin, I went to... that was, But that was a, fa- that was a thing for <clears throat> a couple of years. It was a thing for some people. Well, yeah. Let's be very clear about that. True. The Endless Promo Podcast hosts were not wearing douchey jeans. No. I think our gene cut has stayed primarily consistent. It's very, mine varies within like an inch one way or another. I I, I have a pair of skinny jeans now. Oh, really? And the only reason they're skinny jeans is because I look like a frog standing up. Because you've been, you've been not skipping leg day. That's why. Exactly. Well, you could not have worn your skinny jeans to see, you know, coal chamber in 2001 at Ozfest. No, I, I, I remember very vividly because of the amount, the web of trash I went to grade school with, <laughs> seeing those jeans very often. I remember my one friend who I shall not name because he has passed. Oh. And his brother also passed. Mm. Both from medical incidents. I see. Mm-hmm. His brother picking us up one time, wearing those jeans. And trying to impress, like, 13-year-olds in his car. Oh. Okay, we're going to go 60 down this side street. And just being like, I I remember being in the car with a seatbelt on. Even then. Yeah. Knowing, like, this is really dangerous and stupid. Yeah, because your stupid pants with an enormous bottoms are going to get stuck on the gas pedal or something. Yeah, and I just remember... Stupid safety pins He had pin the, you into the car when it bursts into flames, you won't be able to escape. He had those jeans on. Oh, they were To kind of show you who you're dealing with right there. Duh, awful. Rest his soul, obviously. But. And, and let's be clear. You know, I don't necessarily like any of those bands that I named. Corn was okay. 
some of it. I just like that one song. Yeah, yeah. That was was like the first corn song. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was good. Play that in a hockey locker room. Blind was the name. That was it? Yeah, yeah. Good good job, Kevin Watts. Yeah, but some of the stuff from that era was okay. Take corn songs for 800. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not about the music so much, even though some of that was terrible. Yeah, just that. That whole scene. It's like the, you got to wear a uniform to something, bury it deeper. Like, those were the same kids that were drawing those weird S's on their homework assignments. Ugh. Remember those things? What? You draw no. three lines, and then you draw three more lines, and you connect. Remember those S's? No. Well, Kevin! I was, I, I was out of school by then. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I, I remember that being a thing. Friend. Kids were like, Ugh. yeah, I'm like in a gang. Oh, who's in the gang? Oh, oh, really? Me and my brother. Yeah, my cousin sometimes <laughs> when he's in town. Exactly. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, you're not in a gang. Okay. You, you you should be on Maury Povich right now, trying to find out who your father is. Yeah. Piece of trash. Probably wearing those stupid pants. With pins, pinning them together. You know, safety pins are supposed to be used for practical purposes. You know what you need to bury in the deepest, darkest recesses of hell? What? <laughs> Frosted tips. Oh! <laughs> oh, Yeah. They were bad. Now, like, whoa. The same, the same people are probably wearing those terrible pants, are frosting their tips. Whoa, whoa again. The hypocrite here. Okay? Wait, you did? I shall beat my breasts. Wait, you did? I shall tear my garment Get and beat out. my breasts. Uh, I have an aunt who is a hairdresser, retired. Yeah. And I remember when that whole frosted tips thing happened. I had to get my biannual haircut. It was like right before school pictures. And she's like, why don't we just do like, you know, like the kids have right now? I'm like, oh, I don't know about that, you know? And she's like, no, 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 no. I mean, the kids, you know, like in sync, and they're all... I'm like, eh, I mean, whatever. So I think she she frosted three or four tips. Dude, I'm not kidding you. I had them in my hair for about a week. I went over to Sergeant Rex's in southwest Detroit <laughs> with my dad and Sergeant Rex with the cigarette hanging out of my mouth like this. Give me a buzz cut. Give me a high and tight. I had the frosted tips... I had it for about five days, and I go, uh, oh, my gosh, what a mistake. Oh, I can only imagine the great American <laughs> seeing you and be like, Kevin, you pay for that haircut? Oh, my gosh, he came look like home. you're in sync. So two things. I just told John David this story a little bit ago. One of his friends came out of school with a hat oh, doing one of those guys. Oh, oh. You know, like sideways. That, that did not strike uh, the great oh. American's fancy. So I told him. So John... John's wearing a hat, and he's kind of got it. It's angling. Sometimes you can't help it. I right? got a weird head. Now, there's a little you know? boy angle to a hat. like like uh, Yeah, it's kind of cute. Like squints you know? yeah. and uh, sandlot. Yeah. Hat's kind of sideways. Yeah, you're like, but John, you know. was, John was, he was tapping it over. You could tell. So I told him, I go, hey, John, don't wear your hat like that. Respect your hat. And he goes, what? And I said, you want to hear a story about Grandpa John? <laughs> He killed a man once for wearing his hat wrong. <laughs> he murdered a man. <laughs> Grandpa John, great American. I had my hat on sideways like that one time. This is like late 90s. And I walked by him. And it was like lightning. So I I heard the sound before I felt the rush of the hand. And it was just... Knocked I'm like, oh! Right off your noggin, eh? Knocked it right off my head. He goes, hey! You think you're one of those hoodlums down in the ghetto? I go, what? what? <laughs> he goes, don't ever wear your hat like that again in this house. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, okay, so I'm not going to be in a Rough Riders video like I want to be. But not. I'm going to wear my hat straight. Man. So I told John David about that. He's like, wow, Grandpa John was very violent. I go, yes, he is still very violent. I can see it. So if you're just walking around... Whatever, if that's your thing. Now, if you're playing in a game, I think you gotta wear your hat the right way. Yes. Yeah, especially if you're like a major league mm-hmm. player. Wear it right. Wear it right. Don't tip it up. Yeah, don't don't get to don't wear it like I an mean, idiot. It, unless you got a thing where, you know, either your head's weird or maybe the sun's at a weird angle. Like there's a practical reason, but other than that, like, yeah, you know, let's just let's just wear our hats the right way. You ever watch that scared straight show? No. Really? I know what it is, but it's I haven't awesome, it. Yeah. So they did a remake of Scared Straight yeah. a few years ago. I loved it. You know, these idiot kids in there who think they're hard, and then they lock them in a cell block with actual murderers, mm-hmm. and they start peeing their pants and crying and everything. This one kid, he's wearing his pants, you know, 
below his knees, basically. And this inmate goes, there ain't no fashion in here. All that shows me is that something about to happen to you, boy. <laughs> so, so he was reaming this kid about how you're not going to be sagging your pants or wearing a hat sideways in jail because when you're in jail, you don't worry about anything else except surviving. Yeah, yeah. It's like So if you think you're being tough by the way you wear your clothes, you're not. Because real tough guys, they don't really care about what they look like fashion-wise. Real gangster can't run fast. No, dude. Um, I hope that on this Scared Straight show that the warden said, use a lot of filthy language. <laughs> do that thing with your eye and your leg, too. <laughs> we need to do a pie. All right, I got my notes right here. We need to do a... Uh, How do we get to talking about prison? We're supposed to be talking about fads. You know what happens when we start talking about frosted tips. Oh, yeah. Well, shaving your head and going on a Southwest Detroit. Well, Sergeant Russ's tips get frosted. That's what happens. Uh, which, by the way, Sergeant Russ's was the coolest place to get your hair cut ever. If you, if you say so. Yeah, he was. A, I was, was a Pantelli's man. Myself. What do they always say? So, I always forget this. No, I, I remember it. Okay, there's no such thing as an ex-marine. Okay, you're a retired marine. Got it. Because once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine. So Sergeant Russ was a retired Marine. There were two haircuts at Sergeant Russ's. Verner Highway, Southwest Detroit. Yeah. Two haircuts. There was a men's shave and a men's high and tight. What else do you need? So he either buzzed you or he gave you a high and tight. There you go. Think Jim Carrey and me, myself, and Irene. Yeah, That's yeah. the high and tight. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> Think Private Snowball as the actual shaved haircut. So I would always get a high and tight. So it was like a, a zero on the sides and a yeah. one on the top. Yeah. He was always smoking, chain smoking. And I thought this was the coolest thing ever, Kevin. They need to bring this back. They okay. need to bring this back. They would shave your neck. Oh, yeah. You know, they would they put the hot. Yeah, yeah. They they kind of heat you up with a I towel, was like, and then they put the foam on, they get the blade. Yeah, I was like six years old. I don't know. And I'm like, hey, uh, Russ, get that uh, get that back spot right there. And he'd high and tight you, nick up your back, you know, yep. back here. But sideways story here. I have to tell this. Uh, it was the first time I, uh, like, understood what a working gal was. Ah. <laughs> because... That's a fad you want to bring back, eh? Back in the day! The great American, I get my hair cut. I say something to annoy him. Go sit in the car, Junior. So I go sit in the car while he's getting his hair cut. Because he's got one of those big barber see-through wall. You know, you can see the car. We're parked out right out in the front. What could go wrong? Right, I go back in his car, lock the doors. It's summer. Got the window down a little bit, and I, I'm scribbling on one of his legal pads, drawing. And there's just a girl that just keeps walking back and forth in front of the car. <laughs> a nice-looking lady. <laughs> and I'm like, what is she doing, you know? So get back in the car. Dad does a U-turn. We start heading back to Dearborn. Go, Dad, why was that lady walking up and down the street? He goes, she's working. Just like that, Kevin. Yep. She's working. Didn't miss a beat. I go, uh... And you could see my dad instantly being like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> so I get back to the sidewalk inspector. Be quiet. Immediately, like little boys do. It's the first thing out of my mouth to my mom. I saw a girl who was working on the street. <laughs> my mom looked like she could have just, saw, like she saw a ghost or something. Like There are no barber shops anywhere in our neighborhood, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, she's working with it. So then eventually, I just would not stop. My dad would explain, listen, don't ever say that again. I forget I said that to you. Obviously, I didn't. I'm 38 years old and still remember that story. And now you've shared it. Oh, yeah. You have to. Yeah. What's well. she doing, Dad? She's working. Oh, wow. Now I get it. You know what was working, OC? What? You know what was working for me? Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. This was working for me for two, three years. Perpetual pre-workout. Oh, well, that works forever. Bring it back. Weren't you paying attention? It's infinity. Um, we've been talking about pants. We haven't talked about the best thing that happened to pants for a minute there. Wearing an onion on your belt? Well, that never went out of style. Right. 
the style at the time. It was the style at the time. <laughs> you know what was the style at the time? What? Back in round about, mm, call it 88 through about mm, 90, early 91. Yeah, to tell me. Pegging your pants. Pegging your pants? Tight roll. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, okay, yep, I got you. I yeah. got to tell you, man, that was mind-blowingly cool. Partially because it took me forever to figure out how to do it. You had to actually learn how to peg your pants, to tight roll your pants. Because if you did it like I did at first and you just went, oh, I got my pants rolled now and you just like flip them up like you're some, you know, like hood in mm-hmm. 1950. Yeah. Then, you know, you got laughed out of the gym. But if you did it right and you tight rolled those pants, so you got the bottom you got your little your little fold and then it blouses up like you're some kind of airborne paratrooper or something. Yeah. Dude, that was so flipping cool. And I think something that gets lost in it, because I think people get nostalgic about it just because it frankly looked cool. But the other part that was awesome about it, especially back then, you were in all likelihood wearing high tops. White Nike high tops, Adidas high tops, probably had some white socks. When you or your parents more than likely threw down, you know, 50 bucks for a pair of shoes, you should be able to see the whole shoe. Yeah. So once you started tight rolling those pants, you got to see the whole thing. I want to see the tongue. I want to see what kind of what kind of flares there. I want to see if you got a little uh, a little loopy thingy on the. And it shows him, shows him the whole thing. That's right, OC. Thank you. You're uh, visualizing. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to. A, a see big guy will come right up with his arm. And he's coming right up with his arm. <laughs> you know, if you got the pumps, you, you got to see the pumps. You can't cover that up with your pant leg. Tight roll those pants. Do you think a lot of that was influenced by the weird? push of 50s movies that were in the 80s i mean they're i mean if you watch like stand by me i'm thinking like outsiders yeah but i mean so they would have their pants rolled but they did not have them tight rolled there's a difference okay um rolling your pants i mean i have a pair of pants i roll now but the tight roll came and went just too fast. It was a huge fad. It came from out of nowhere. It was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm wearing my pants the wrong way. What do I do? What do I do? I don't yeah. understand. Okay. So I had to learn how to do it really quickly. And then like one day I showed up in like ninth grade and people are like, ha ha, look at his pants. This jackass. <laughs> Kevin, you never cease to amaze me. <laughs> because only you would think of something so nuanced. Just came and went in like a year, calendar year. But I just learned how to do it. I want it back. I want it back. I'll demonstrate right now. Here, you think you're next one. I'm going to tight roll my pants. Okay, so while you're doing that, I wanted, or I want, I want trans fat to come back. Oh, man. We could use some of that stuff. Right? Yeah. Trans fat. So, roundabouts, the early teens of the 2000s, apparently... And I don't even know what you call these people. See, that actually looks pretty cool. I think you should bring that back. Right. Folks, what you're seeing right here is Kevin's pant leg rolled up a bit. You can see his slippers. I got my house shoes on. House shoes. Sorry, trans fats. Without getting too political. Okay. I do believe in a fair degree of autonomy as a human being. Having freedom of choice to do things as long as you're not completely interfering with other people's existence. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. If you can smoke, <laughs> if you can smoke weed, you should be able to eat trans fat. Did they, are they gone now? Yeah. All trans fat has been, uh, so I had to actually look this up. Okay. So Two, 2018, okay. 2018, they ban it. Uh, certain hydrogenated oils, mm. 2020, there are no trans fats in foods in the United States. So what 
by not having trans fats, what are we missing out on? So the argument is that taste. Are we? What what are they good for? I'll tell you right now. I mean, I don't know how many times I've had to wax poetically on many of my favorite Hostess Mm. and Little Debbie snacks. Just, I'm sorry, it's not my taste buds dying. It's not me getting older. They're not the same. They don't taste the same because they don't have the fate. I'm starting to get. I'm sweating. They don't have the same trans fat in them. So they're not as deadly and they're not as delicious. I want to walk on that thin line of I'm going to have, you know, coronary artery issues older in life, but still enjoy my hostess donuts. I don't want them devoid of trans fat. I want the trans fat. Tastes better. It's like lead paint. Delicious, but deadly. Exactly. I'm sorry I had to start yelling there. Well, but... OC. Uh, it's Okay. You know what's happening on Tuesday? What? You get to vote. So maybe there's something on the ballot about this. Is trans fat on the ballot? Probably. I don't I know. I don't ever read the ballot. But you should vote for it if you want it to come back. I just, it disgusts me. I, I swear to you, and I'm not doing a bit. It literally, <laughs> it grinds my gears that you can, we have this, this, we have this mindset in society where it's like, this is really horrible, but this is Okay. It's like, dude, you're smoking cigarettes. Now, I realize you can't smoke a cigarette in a restaurant anymore. You can't smoke it in an event. But yeah. you can walk outside. I'll walk outside and eat my donuts with trans fat. <laughs> if I have to go outside my house because I have children under the age of 18, the, F- the FDA tells me you need to eat those donuts on your porch. Dude, I'm going to be one of those weirdo smokers standing outside in Michigan in January with my cancer <laughs> stick freezing, except my fingers will have a donut in them with Fully loaded trans fat. Can you, can you like buy trans they fat? They can't even manufacture it anymore. So they, it's, okay. it's the hydrogenated oil that they that use mean? from vegetable oil. It's basically like a synthetic fat preservative that oh. they make out so, of. All right. So it is terrible for you. It's horrible for you. Okay. But a lot of things are horrible for you. That's true. And you can do them. You know what's terrible for you? Hmm. Reading. Exercise. Terrible for you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like to exercise. Yeah, I, that's, I just threw that out there. I figured maybe you threw that out there for a reason. But I want my trans fat back. And I want trans fat back, and I want a healthy dose of bullying to come back. Bullying? Bullying, yes. Oh. A very... Healthy dose. Healthy dose. Yes. Right? Okay. So I think that... And this is driven by... <laughs> but bull, bullying's not a fad. It never went away. Oh, I, think just, it's, I think it's gone now. No, it isn't. Dude, I have three little kids. Dude, bullying is most certainly not You know what allowed. you're not allowed to do? Oh, you. Oh, I understand it's been like outlawed. Yeah, you'll be shot in the face in front of your school if no, you bully now. It, it's, it's very much. They have electronic around. messaging now at my kid's school so that you can work out your problems. Well, they're, they're doing their best to minimize the bullying and uh, sort of blunt its impact but it's most assuredly still let's there. be let's be completely clear about this a healthy degree of bullying well we did have our bully episode if if we don't have at least some degree of bullying we won't have good bully characters and right if, and if that archetype is sort of like lost you know to uh to the cultural there's ashy, something there's then, something yeah. to be said about being able to defend yourself and get yourself out of situations that are hairy and that comes from being bullied. Well, well, maybe maybe there's something to that. Healthy degree. I'm not Healthy. talking. I'm not talking like, you know, relentless, ridiculous. Drive yourself to places you should never go, but a healthy degree of bullying. That is not a fad, OC, at all. <laughs> I, don't know, I just I've been so blown away lately. With... You got all riled up on your trans fat. I don't even know if that was a fad, but it it set you off on the wrong path. Do you have one quick one that you want to bring back? That's like. Yeah. A good, just yes. like... Yeah. yeah, a wholesome one? Yeah. Okay, I'm obsessed with this. And for somebody who doesn't like to be dressed up, unless I have to be... Mm, I hear that. What a class of men it was in the 20s, 30s, and 40s who always wore a suit. Just ballered up. Just to walk, like to, to go get gas in their car. I don't know how many times. I got a suit on. I'm going to get a newspaper, Kevin. Yeah. I got a suit on. Hey, I'm raking. Yeah, I better take my jacket off, but I'm going to keep my tie in. I love that you, era of you, man. You and I both love Peaky Blinders. 
It doesn't matter if Tommy is riding a horse or Curly is shoveling poop. They're wearing a A flipping suit. Yes. That's what I want. I would love to bring that back. I would love to have that be. Now, if you and I walked out of this man garage, cave. Gettage. Gettage. With with two suits on. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially with this book I'm carrying, people would probably be thinking, wow, two Seventh-day Adventists coming to talk to <laughs> us about to our salvation, right? I would, that, that is, you know, George Bailey and It's a Wonderful Life, everybody around him on the streets of Bedford Falls, suits. Well, I might have to go hit up Pat Mano, get myself decked out for my evening tonight then, I think. Less than 45 seconds left. Kevin... I'm still so giddy about our, our first sponsor. We're going to be, we're in talks, right? We're in talks. Yes. And I think we're going to have at least a sponsor a month. Yeah. I think, I think that's enough to keep the lights on. You okay. know. Um, I thank you for inviting me into your man cave. Thank you for gracing the man cave with your presence, sir. I always don't know how to end these because I'm so happy. But just seeing you in person always kind of reminds me what everything's all about. Boy, oh, oh, oh. You said boing. <laughs> See ya. Peace. Bye. Love you. Turns red. Uh-oh.